Right, normal service again, so I'll ask the questions. Are you sitting comfortably? Excellent. What kind of story would you like for this evening? Bob. A Uplo Bob. Okay. Bob the Uplocephalus was a Uplocephalus. A type sense. a type of ankylosaur way back in the late Cretaceous era. Now Bob was renowned for being a bit of a weed amongst his own kind, being only a tonne and a half and a mere six metres from tip to tail. But despite his lack of stature, Bob was very keen on exploring. In the past, we've talked about how Bob found water interesting and met a new friend, a water creature, which ran quite fast from Bob, who learned how to float downriver in order to try and catch up and play, well, play with it, I suppose. We've also learned how uh, Bob has explored rocks and gravity and has a better appreciation that hillsides are slippy and that you can fall down them. And a has, bit like floating. And has a bit of a red patch on his head where he got hit on the rock. Absolutely. He has two now, hasn't he? Two rocks and Packy. Yeah. Bob has worked out that certain things are difficult when headbutting them. Pachycephalosaurus is very difficult indeed, being extremely strong and very, very, very good at headbutting. Um, so despite being half his size, he's got a Pachycephalosaurus admirer who headbutted him and found that they didn't win, which is in many ways good news. In other uh, news, Bob found out that rocks are hard and hurt when they hit you on the head. So Bob is exploring his environment again this evening, but... He's decided to take a break from things that look solid, sound solid, or react by staying put when you hit them solidly. Instead, Bob is listening to the environment around him. He does look around a bit, but he sees some odd things, so he decides to avoid those. Far off from his herd, he sees saltosauruses. They're very big, much bigger than he is, with very long tails and very long necks. Not the biggest he's ever seen, but they're interesting because, like Bob, they appear to have some kind of studded armour things. Unlike Bob, they don't have spikes and they don't have a big club on their tail. So, he's fairly sure they're not really related to him. Probably worth avoiding those, he thinks, given they're huge. They look a bit solid to me. So he turned his attention elsewhere. He looked down on the ground and he saw little burrowing creatures 
that seem to scamper and scatter between hedges and and holes in the ground and things like that. They looked interesting. He saw a couple of different types. He saw one type that was all furry and not at all like dinosaurs. Uh, rip, help me say it. Repenomamus. Repenomamus, which is a tiny badger bear. I say tiny, it's not that tiny at all. It's a metre long, but a, a badger bear. And he saw some uh, some highly coloured, spiny, spiked things that ran like chickens and looked like parrots. How would he know what either of those things were? He wouldn't, but I'm explaining it to everyone else. Ah, Pistachosaurus, not to be confused with pistachio nuts. So, oh, protein. Uh, maybe so. Pistachosaurus are actually quite long, but quite short and down to the ground. Long and short. Yeah. That must be confusing for everyone. <sighs> okay. Okay. Um, as long as an adult human, slightly longer in some cases because of their long traily tails with all the spiny bits sticking out, but only the height of a dog. Pistachosaurus. They were very colourful. They had interesting spikes sticking out of their head. They had spines like a um, like a hedgehog, or better yet, like a um, a porcupine. Exactly, like a porcupine. They had quills. So Bob took a look at a couple of those as they scattered around. Unfortunately, he stuck his nose right in one and got spiked. So he stopped doing that. Well, at least he's learning. It was then that Bob heard the angelic tones, somewhere between a fart and a foghorn, of the Metabarosaurus. Now, if you don't know, which I'm sure you do actually, but Metabarosaurus are huge creatures bigger even than Bob the Euplocephalus, with fairly long necks. But most interestingly, although they're sauropods, they had a big bony structure on the front of their face, like an elephant seal does, with which they could bellow and make noise. Just a quick informational step in. Hmm. For those of whom listeners who may or may exist, may or may not exist, not may or may not exist. Okay, yeah. Uh, Getting sa- tired. A sauropod is a long-necked, long-tailed creature like a diplodocus or a brachiosaurus. Oh, right, yes, excellent. Those are both sauropods. I always think of it like lizards. Big lizards. Is that fair? That is the majority of dinosaurs. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, Metabrosaurus sounded to Bob angelic, or certainly interesting, with their massive foghorny fart sounds. Booming across the plains. 
I must find out what they are. So he followed some as they picked their way across the plains in a herd not dissimilar to him, chomping on things that he quite liked to eat. It made him hungry, actually. He had to stop nearby and have a quick snack on a bit of bush. And then, to his absolute surprise and delight, Bob heard something equally interesting from a different side. On the left, the Metabarosaurus were making a deep, booming honk. On the right, he heard a high-pitched, almost lofty honk from... Uh, <laughs> thank you. From Parasaurolophus. Parasaurolophus are two-legged creatures with... Well, two's not quite right. Who can stand on two legs or who can walk on four. And they have a gigantic bone going from a beak all the way behind their head. Almost like some kind of weird lever. But, as far as I know, it was slightly hollow. And they used it like a trumpet. How cool is that? Bob sat in awe, or at least in something that he didn't want to think about, and listened to the sound of the Parasaurolophus call and response to the Matabrosaurus. One deep, loud, and a little bit throaty with a bit of a wobble. One higher pitched tuned almost sliding as they tried to honk in unison and made different calls it was then well i say then it probably lasted hours but it was after a while that bob realized he couldn't hang around there forever those giant saltosaurus, the studded creatures with the very long necks and tails, were stomping their way. He's going to break up the concert, thought Bob, as he saw a particularly big one thundering ahead of the pack. Slowly, admittedly, but thundering no less. Oh, I'll have to come back another time. We'll go back to your herd. Bob looked around hastily, trying to find out where his herd might be. On the front of him, he saw the hills leading down towards what looked like giant lakes or maybe the sea. Behind him, he saw Saltosaurus tromping around as a gigantic pack spread out because they were so big and flailing and flapping with their heads rising high. To his left, Metabarosaurus, pretty big and very loud. And to his right, Parasaurolophus. He's lost. Oh, thought Bob. I'm caught between a honk and a loud place. 
What do I do here? Luckily, as he was trying to ponder this very difficult situation, he saw one last intriguing creature that led him right. Now, Bob, as we know, is a euplocephalus. So he was quite surprised when he saw something that looked very similar to him and wasn't a euplocephalus. From out, from a nearby patch of vegetation, something else had been listening in. Oh, thought Bob, maybe it's just like me. But when he looked, it had spines all over it. In fact, it had some giant spikes at the front of it. It looked a lot like Bob in shape, but it didn't have a club. And it had a spiky head and neck. What are you? Bob actually said out loud. That's a bit rude, came the reply. (laughs) Given you're an ugly one of mine, you ought to know. Saw a pelter stick together. Coming with me, said this strange creature. Bob didn't think twice about the fact that it could speak his language. Uh, okay, he said. I am a, in a bit of a, a difficult spot. How do we get out of here? The strange, clubless, spiky creature took him round some rocks nearby and hid while the Sora Pelter wandered across the centre of the plains. Do you mean Saltosaurus? I do mean Saltosaurus. The Sora Pelter was, of course, the creature that was helping Bob. What's that stupid great lump sticking out of your tail? said the Sora Pelter. What? My Thagomizer? said Bob. It's my club. Where's yours? Oh, we don't use that. Why have you got spikes? asked Bob. Why haven't you? What did you do? Ram some pachycephalosaurs or something? Where where have yours all gone? Um, no, this is how I am, said Bob. Oh, oh dear, your poor parents... That's a little bit harsh, said Bob. I know I'm not the biggest, but I'm quite well formed, I'll have you know. Not in my eyes. What's your name? asked Bob. Peter, who are you? I'm Bob. Bob was really proud of his name. Stupid name. Why aren't you Peter or Paul or or Joan or... Simone, or any other clever name. Bob? Who's ever heard of a Bob? That sounds ridiculous. Where do you come from, Bob? Um, ah, now you've got me. I'm not exactly sure. I've been following the sounds of the, um, the big soundy creatures. The big soundy creatures? Oh my goodness, do you know nothing? said Peter. Which ones were you talking about? The deep-sounding ones or the high-pitched-sounding ones? What's pitch? Oh, for goodness sake. (laughs) Right. If it sounds like you've sat on something or like a very big creature 
thumping its foot into the ground, that's low pitched. If it sounds like when you sit on something very squidgy or small, that's high pitched. That's what pitch is. Which one were you following? The bass ones or the treble? Oh, you won't know that either. Bass is low pitched, treble is high pitched. Which ones were you following? The low pitched ones or the high pitched ones? Peter was trying to condescend to Bob a bit. I was following the ones that made the fart noises, said Bob, trying to stand up for himself. He wasn't doing a great job of it, but at least he tried. Ah, the low-pitched ones. Well, they've come westward over that slope. Westward? This was all getting a bit much for Bob. He was all dead keen on learning in that, but learning more than one thing in a day was a bit probably beyond him. So his brains were starting to swim at the moment, although admittedly that could just be the throbbing from one of the bumps to his head. <coughs> um, could you show me? he asked. Oh, very well then, said Peter, who scrabbled along in front of him, and the pair of them followed after each other, eastward, back the way that Bob had come, over the hill, towards his herd. East isn't the opposite of south. I said westward originally, didn't I? Oh, yeah. Right. So they travelled back eastward. Well, I'm doing well on this story, I tell you. Now then, as they reached the brow of the hill and Bob saw his herd, who had completely ignored his absence and paid no attention to his return, Bob thought it was probably wise to say goodbye to his newfound almost friend. Well, that's my herd. Good grief, they're all as ugly as you, said Peter. I think they're quite sweet. Thank you, said Bob. Look, I'll show you. They're gentle and kind and honourable too. Hello, everybody, he shouted. One of them looked up and said, Oh, look, it's the idiot. <laughs> well, they can be gentle and sweet and kind when they're not clubbing each other or trampling each other or, or well, actually, that's pretty much all we do. But anyway, they can be. They're, they're, they're lovely, my family. Would you like to meet them? <laughs> it's the way you say it, said Peter. So, no, thank you. I'm going back to my family. But it has been lovely speaking to you. I hardly ever get to speak to other creatures. Most of them don't understand me. Bob was dumbstruck. I hadn't thought of that. But you're right. Wow, you speak my language. Peter's eyes narrowed. No, you speak mine. You must be an ankylosaur like me. Uh, okay, said Bob. He was determined to find out what westward and eastward meant, what an ankylosaur was what bass and treble really meant, and 
to try and remember it all in front of Peter so he didn't look stupid. Maybe one thing at a time, thought Bob, realising his own limits. Uh, where are you, anyway? Follow the high-pitched ones next time. We're near them most of the time. We tend to, to wander around underneath the Parasaurolophus because they're really good for catching people's attention and also they scare off some of the bigger creatures. They are quite, quite powerful if you're not careful. But luckily they've seen our spikes and we've seen their head things so we're fine. Seen? said Bob. Have you ever headbutted one? No need said Peter. Clearly, they had big cultural differences to explore. Mm. But that's for another day. Peter and Bob split off on their various ways. Peter, happy to help, an idiot imbecile, unwitting fool of a creature. Bob, happy to try and outdo Peter at something at some later date show off he thought but secretly he was quite pleased that he had a new friend who could show him some more about how the world worked yeah. but that's a story for another time oh, that's, that was a great story night 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 night